Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to preview week 17. Two more games left. That's it. Yeah, typically this is the final week of the season, but the NFL graciously gave us one additional Panthers game to watch this year. So this is week 17, the next to the penultimate game of the Panthers season, uh, taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Jerry, how pumped are you for this game? Pumped for it to be over. <laughs> I mean, especially we're, we're facing Taysom Hill, you know, it, it's yeah. or maybe facing Taysom Hill. Who knows with everything else going on right now? Right. I mean, half our team is on the COVID list, which we'll discuss here in a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, I hope I hope Taysom Hill plays halfway decent. Then maybe that's who they'll stick with next year, and mm-hmm, they could win mm-hmm. a, this week. And you know, future will yeah. be bright. The the <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. Like the the quarterback situation in New Orleans is almost as uh, cluster effed, I guess, as the Panthers <laughs> situation. Because they, they don't know who's starting next year. Um, no. I think Winston will be back. I think he got got derailed early, and I think they'll give him a rebuttal. Don't they? Uh, they'll they sign have, him again. They have to re-sign him, right? Yes, he's only on a one-year deal, so I think they'll re-sign him. They would have, I, yeah, I don't I see wonder... anybody else backing up a Brinks <laughs> truck for him. Uh, have you met David Tepper? <laughs> <laughs> That's valid, valid point. I mean, because Jameis Winston is a quarterback, and was and picked in the first round. Yeah, he's got a pedigree. He's only Honestly, twenty-seven. Actually, he's twenty-seven as of today. I think today's his birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jameis Winston. Happy birthday, Jameis. Honestly, I would take Jameis Winston <laughs> over Sam Darnold, though. You're gonna get those mistakes, but you're also gonna get a lot of good passes. So, uh, no, I lied. Jameis Winston's birthday is uh, next week. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday Deep dived in one on week, that. Jameis Winston. <laughs> All right. And speaking of Sam Darnold, uh, Sam Darnold was already named the starter this week. Not surprising. Matt Rule hitched his wagon to him, and hopefully it'll b- crash and burn in the offseason, and we'll be looking for a new head coach, and We'll have to figure out what to do with Darnold, but we'll see. We'll see. That's off-season talk. We'll see. I mean, it, it, it's it's I mean, it's it's not going to sit well with a lot of Panthers fans, but I think this is the right move to start Sam Darnold. I, uh, I honestly don't think he's any worse than Cam. Um, he does some things better. He does some things worse, but he probably gives the Panthers the best chance to win. I mean, you know. Whatever chance that is, probably not that <laughs> great of a chance. But I do hope that they um, still have Cam involved. Yeah, in short some yardages. Way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they will. Um, but I do hey. hope that I think Cam could be really effective as you know a a goal line quarterback. Uh, so I do hope that that happens. Well, I mean, Matt Rule has been in love with this two quarterback system since right. Cam's been here. So I wonder if all yeah, they're of a sudden just using, they're using away. everyone the wrong way. If you're doing a, a two quarterback situation or it's a two quarterback system, and Cam Newton is one of those quarterbacks, 
then you you should use Cam Newton to his strengths, right? Hey, Steven, we're content <laughs> creators. We're not head coaches in the NFL. You know, adjusting in game, that is not something they should do. I mean, this coaching staff obviously knows what they're doing. I mean, trust the process. That, trust the Matt process. Matt Rule said that it is really developing great in practice. That the fans just aren't seeing it. <laughs> I think Jeff Nixon, the offensive coordinator, said something about how Sam is getting better each week. You know, he's getting yeah. more and more Absolutely. You know, in tune with the offense and all that. God, yeah, you know, uh, we don't see that. We certainly no. don't see it on game days. And isn't that, you know, where That's you where want this to show up? <laughs> Who gives a and, shit what's happening in practice? In the words of Allen Iverson, we're talking about practice. Practice? practice <laughs> all right oh. hey everybody um please like and subscribe on youtube we would definitely appreciate it uh we've seen some nice growth from this channel and this podcast this season uh despite the terrible panthers <laughs> uh showing on the field um but we've definitely had like we love the engagement from you guys um so yeah please like and subscribe keep it going um and kind of show us that what we're doing is you know entertaining and and worthwhile so we we appreciate that yep are you ready to get into the game boom boom yeah let's do it let's do it all right uh so we're talking injuries here and this is you know just as of right now (laughs) this is what we're looking at in terms of covid i Uh, i did this outline i'll put this way i did this outline about three hours ago four hours mm -hmm. ago and I had to come back and add three more names that are going on the COVID list since that last updated it is, one. It is. I would say not only is it possible, but it is almost guaranteed that when you, the listener or viewer, uh, hear this list, see this list, it is completely different than well, what, it's gonna grow. what you know. I mean, is, a lot of these right? guys can't get off and yeah. get, can't get off the list for another. You know, what is it, five days now or ten days? I, I don't... It uh, depends. Depends on if they're vaccinated, if they're not vaccinated. I mean, it just... It, the rules are ridiculous, but um, some of these guys could come off. Depends on how long they've been on, blah, blah, blah. All right, so uh, let's talk about the guys that have been removed from the list first. All right, so Pat okay. Elfline, our center. That's a big one because mm-hmm. I think Tecklenburg is on the list now. Yep. Um, and, of course, Paradis is out for the season. So Pat Elfline... Our only healthy center, uh, so that good that he's back. And then Rashawn Melvin and Dennis Daly also removed from the list. Uh, will they play? Who knows? But they're available. Um, all right. So the guys that are currently on the list, uh, <laughs> you know, Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, Shaq Thompson, Marquise Haynes. Those, you know, those are. Uh, I mean, Marquise Haynes maybe not so much, but the first three guys. Those that's the key to our See, defense, right? I there. think Marquise Haynes is a big name, especially with Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick. Well, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like in terms of production that we've seen so far, those first three guys are. That's tough. If, they, if we're I, without all three of them, that's tough. Brian, uh, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown. I mean, they're but those are the three. Big names yeah. besides those other two. I yeah. mean, huge. And then Marquise Haynes, unfortunate for him because this kind of would have been a good opportunity for him if yeah. uh, Burns and Reddick are out to really showcase what he can do. Now we're, what, Morgan Fox and Gross Matos essentially are going to be the, the edge rushers. Mm-hmm. They, they have to be. 
Yeah, uh, Tecklenburg, like we said, is on the list. P.J. Walker is on the list. Kenny Robinson, Reggie Bonifin. Poor Reggie Bonifin, man. Another opportunity for him that's probably wasted. Daryl Johnston, Davion Nixon. So, as of 8.42 p.m. on Thursday night, that is the <laughs> list. Uh, and, well, that's the list that we that we have right now. I mean, honestly, there could be other guys on that list. I'm not sure, but... That's the list. Uh, I know the Saints got like, they had like 20-something people on their list, and they got a whole bunch of them, almost all of them back over the last couple of days. Yeah, Taysom um, Hill got back this yeah. week. That was the big name that I saw. I mean, I just glanced at it. I yeah. didn't write it them all down. It sounds because... like almost everyone that missed last week will be back uh, in yeah. terms of COVID this week for them. So, And last week, you know, they started Ian Book at quarterback. Yeah. That did not... Uh, work well for them. You, you know what's kind of funny is the Buffalo Bills had a rash of COVID outbreak right after our game, and now look, mm-hmm. now halfway through the week, we are too. Yeah. I mean... It, yep, that's just the way it happens, unfortunately, right now. Um, but, uh, alright, so let's just talk about the normal injury report mm-hmm. here. Cam Irving did not practice. Stephon Gilmore did not practice. Sounds like Stephon Gilmore is out. Yeah. Um, Kenny Robinson, we mentioned on the COVID list. Uh, and then Justin Burris, Jermaine Carter, Sean Chandler, all listed as limited practice, all with groin injuries. Uh, and then Stephon Gilmore also with a groin. So four groin injuries on this injury report uh, for the Panthers. You know, let's just... Uh, Cam Irving. To... Cam I Irving, hope he doesn't I don't play. give a shit if he plays. Yeah, I hope he doesn't play. Because um, honestly, like I want to see say... Christensen again. Yeah, he played decent yeah. last week. I mean, he played okay. He, he didn't yeah, play any worse than Cam Irving has played. You're you're playing a third round rookie at left tackle. Yeah. You and he's playing better than the mainstay guy. It's not great, but I'd prefer him to grow into the role instead of. At this point, why would you play Cam Irving, even if he is healthy? I, Matt Rule's trying to save his job. I mean, I that's the only that, thing let's I be can honest, think like, of. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that play at left tackle is going to determine whether or not Matt Rule keeps his job from week 17 on. Like, you know, Tepper, if, if that's where Tepper's making his choice, then he's doing it wrong. Well, right? I think I think getting blown out the past few weeks by Buffalo, Tampa Bay, I'm hoping that tips the scale because everything that's being reported is that he has his job yeah. next year. And I'm, I'm hoping... I. I know Panther fans are going to hate me for this, but I kind of hope the Saints blow the doors off us again, and then it really tips the scales to Tepper to make move. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a feeling that Matt Rule will be back regardless of what happens these next two games. Like you said, that's what's being reported. Um, now nah, it's possible if if we just embarrass ourselves and if you know the the players turn or something. I mean, I hope I hope that David Tepper. Is gonna talk to the players, talk to Shaq. you know the captains, yeah, and just see what the feeling is in the locker room about Matt Rule. And honestly, if everybody loves Matt Rule and they believe in the process and they think that next year, you know, with uh, some improvements, uh, you know, on those areas that we know need improving, if the if the locker room feels like they're on the cusp and they want Matt Rule back, then I have no problem bringing Matt Rule back. I mean, they're the guys that are. That are with him every day, right? Um, but 
again, if, you know, that's the thing though, you know, you and I sitting at home on our couches can say one thing, but if those guys that are there every day with him, love him and want him back and believe in him, then I have no problem bringing him back. I get what you're saying. My biggest problem though, is the in-game situations, the, the lack of, you know, time management, the lack of adjustments Mm -hmm. for him is just atrocious. And that's what I really hope. And I also hope Tepper brings in Matt Paradis. He was on multiple teams, you know, mm-hmm. even Cam Irving, maybe you know, all, Shaq Thompson, you know, the guy who would, was on that 2015 season, you know, just mm-hmm. bring in some veterans and ask them what they're really thinking privately, yeah. not with Tepper or anybody else around. Just be like, hey, how do you think this team is going? Yeah. What could be improved? What, and, and ask them directly. Hey, what do you think about rule? I mean, this second year and it's we had a huge slide. You know, do you think it was a bunch of injuries, just some things just didn't ball didn't go our way, or do you think it's something else more, you know, long term issues that yeah. we may have to move? And I don't think uh, just asking one player, but you know, getting the feel for the team and mm-hmm. stuff would be smart. I agree, and I think, like I said, the captains, I think, would be a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to Cam. You know, Cam yeah. was with Bill Belichick last week, last year. There's no other coach that, that you could compare, you know, uh, what does Bill Belichick do differently than what Matt Rule does, um, which I'm sure is a lot because Matt Rule is – you shouldn't even mention him in the same sentence, to be honest. Let's be honest. No. Um, yeah, so – I don't know how how do we get on this conversation. I am sorry. I think I I completely <laughs> veered us to the fire mat rule talk. Okay. So any Saints fans uh, watching on YouTube, sorry about that. Shows you where our franchise is currently sitting at compared. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about this some more in a few minutes. But um, go check out our should Matt Rule be fired video if you want to hear more about that. Uh, all right. So let's get to the Saints injury report. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Taron Armstead did not practice. Trey Quan Smith did not practice. Ty Montgomery did not practice. And those are all, like, none of those are um, veteran days off or anything. Those are all listed as injuries. Uh, Marcus Davenport, Nick Vanette, Mark Ingram, Cam Jordan, Carl Granderson are all listed as limited practice. And then Taysom Hill on the report, but listed as a full participant in practice. So, uh, like you mentioned earlier, we should expect Taysom Hill to start this game. I mean, he just came off the COVID list. He's not going to be tested again, uh, and it looks like he's healthy otherwise. So Taysom Hill will start this game. And honestly, well, we'll get into the matchups here in a second. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? Check out betterhelp.com slash listener. I know one thing that's interfering with my happiness is this current Carolina Panthers football season. Um, But you know, some people aren't able to compartmentalize that feeling and it bleeds into your personal life. And you know, we've all had issues in our personal lives that prevent us from being our best selves. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's extremely convenient. 
and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. There are licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. Again, this is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com listener. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, listener. Panthers are six and a half point underdogs. That line has not moved since Matt Rule said Sam Darnold was the starter. It's been pretty much six and a half or seven, depending on where you look, the whole week. So Vegas did not seem to think that there's much of a difference between Cam and Sam uh, when it comes to the. I, I think it was also already mailed in from last week when he was like, "Sam Darnold's going to play a lot," yeah. and then he that, did that play was a probably, lot. Yeah. It was probably it was expected. written on the wall. I mean, now the over under for this game is thirty seven and a half. Have we had one so that low? low? Have we had one that low yet? Mm-mm. I mean, the Panthers aren't scoring any points. No. So, uh, you know, I don't know that I'd bet the over on that in any I was going to say, I would take the under if I really wanted to bet on this game. (laughs) But I do not want to bet on this game at all. This this game is... Yeah, I mean, uh, we didn't... Yeah, like, full full transparency here. Normally, Jerry and I, or, or typically Jerry, will... Go in and choose four or five matchups uh, for each game, and then we'll kind of talk about them. We don't have any matchups listed here for several reasons, and I think maybe the main one is we don't 100% know who's playing in this game. I mean, literally, our <laughs> half our starting defense is on the COVID yeah. list right now. I guess the matchup to, to watch is players versus COVID. I, yeah, I mean, because I mean, there's really, we don't know who on the defense is playing and if if everyone that's on that list right now is out um you're going to know ask, that it matters what we can do on defense because there's not going to there's not going to be a lot of folks out there that's going to be able to stop some of these Saints players. Yeah, I mean Alvin Kamara, I I'm not terrified of Taysom Hill. I think he can run the ball mm-hmm. and he can dump it off decently. I'm not afraid of him. But Alvin right. Kamara, whoo, you're when you're talking about Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're asking a lot from Etor, Frankie Louvu. I mean, those guys are the ones who are going to be stepping up and trying to make plays. Yeah. I, 
I just, I, that's a lot to ask for anybody and then to put Kamara. That would be my key matchup is whoever's out there on the Panthers defense, can you stop Kamara? Yeah, I think Kamara and then just the running aspect of of Taysom Hill. Honestly, the entire Saints team, they're, they're a pretty good running team. Um, but with Taysom in there, that, that you know gives them that, yeah. That same mismatch that we saw from Cam all those years. And Taysom runs the ball a lot. I mean, he just a, a few weeks ago, he ran for over 100 yards uh, against Dallas. And then the next week, he ran for 75 yards. So, I mean, he's, you know, he can he can run a lot. And when he does run a lot, occasionally he's productive. He's got five rushing touchdowns this year. So, uh, only two passing touchdowns. And I think he started three games as the quarterback. Only two uh, two passing touchdowns and five total interceptions for him this year. So four of those came in one game mm-hmm. uh, again against Dallas. So Taysom Hill not good in terms yep. of uh, throwing the ball, but he's not on the he's not really on the team because of how good he can throw the ball. I'll put it this way: Carolina is horrible at passing the ball. We know this as Panther fans. New Orleans is worse. They average 187 yards compared to Carolina's 196. I mean, they're 29th and 31st. It's not like, oh, we're night and day better, but we are slightly better as scary as that is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, these two teams are pretty similar uh, in a lot of uh, statistical categories, especially on offense. You know, total Mm -hmm. yards per game, we're 28th and 31st. Rushing yards per game, we're 19th, they're 15th. Uh, like you said, passing yards, 29th, 31st. Um, third down efficiency, 27th and 30th. Like, not a lot going on here nope. in terms of the offense. The defense is where the Panthers uh, are a little more ahead in most categories, although the, the Saints have a very good defense, and, and recently their defense has been very good. Yeah. Uh, they shut out Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. I mean, mm-hmm. let's not yeah. forget that. Yeah, they have uh, they've come on quite a bit. The last three weeks, they've given up nine points, zero points, and then twenty last week to the Dolphins. But you almost have to throw that game out because of how many people they had out for yeah. COVID. And, and uh, plus, the Dolphins are good. I mean, the Dolphins have won like the, eight yeah, in they're a row catching fire at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <sighs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the Panthers are statistically a better defensive team. Uh, like I said, in most categories, but there are some categories that that the Saints are better in too. So I kind of think that that's pretty, pretty close, honestly. I, uh, I would say normally, yeah, that it would be a very fun, not fun to watch, but a very defensive-minded game. But with the yeah, Panthers' one of those slobber defense, knockers, yeah, but the Panthers' knocker. defense not really being out there. I don't, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be. That's true. Can this Carolina offense? score i mean this carolina offense is gonna have to put the team on the shoulder with the defense where they're sitting at i mean we're gonna hear a lot of gripes about a lot of points pride being put on the panthers with Taysom hill at quarterback Mm -hmm. but what what can you do with this defense where you're playing a majority of second and third stringers yeah honestly if if those guys that we mentioned earlier are not relieved from the list by then and it's you know it's going to take a lot for them to actually play and there could be more people added and there probably mm-hmm. will be more people added before sunday um yeah it's, that's that's going to be really tough 
Uh, and especially with the Saints kind of having everybody coming back, you know, they had their big outbreak last week, and now they've got most of their guys coming back. Um, it doesn't bode well for the Panthers. That being said, this time of the year, you know, with the situation that the Panthers are in right now, for the future, it makes more sense, you know, or it's not a bad thing for the Panthers to lose this game. No, not at all. And I, like I said, I'm still on the fire mount rule, and I'm hoping that maybe yeah. something like another loss can tip the thing going to in what, whatever the ending, you know. <laughs> I forget. I can't do math. Like twelve or so. Well, they started out three and zero. So if they lose uh, twelve games, then they would be what two and twelve after that. So or two and was it? Yeah, because there's seventeen games. So they would be two and twelve over their last fourteen. And that's you know honestly to me, if you're if you're looking at last season, then you're looking at this season. And again, both had their challenges. You know, last year he came in cold. Um, no, no preseason, no training camp, nothing. And honestly felt sort of like the team maybe overperformed a little last year uh, based on the talent, based on the you know new coach, everything. This year definitely feels like they have underperformed. Yeah. Uh, by a lot. So if they do finish out 2-12, and 12, if I'm Tepper, I'm firing Matt Rule. I don't know that Tepper will fire Matt Rule. We will see. He certainly would have uh, would have cause Browns. to do so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, but like you said, I think honestly, those are the two. Those are the two key matchups, right? Or, or the two key keys to the game, right? Yeah. Can the Panthers score? And will the Panthers have enough of a defense to hold New Orleans to? Honestly, what, 17 points, I think, is about the most New Orleans could score for me to feel like the Panthers could win the game? Yeah. Yeah, 17. I mean, that's even stretching it, to be honest with you, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I think do, the I Panthers have... could score 20. Um, that, I think, is the maximum amount of points that, that they could score in this game. Because, honestly, you ta- if you, you're taking Cam Newton away, you're, the Panthers' running game has shown nothing since McCaffrey left outside yeah. of Cam. All right? Maybe this is good for Chuba. I don't believe that because they're not going to run Chuba. Because they don't. They give him like five to ten touches tops. I mean, it, well, it, but it's the same thing Cam we've not, talked about with, like the past four or five weeks. We want to see Chuba. We want to get him going. Here, here's That's sparingly true. his couple runs, but Cam has been on the Cam has been out there a lot those last four or five weeks. Cam's been out there most of the snaps, and Cam take is taking up ten to twelve running attempts per game. So if you take that and you maybe give seven of them to Chuba and three of them to Amir Abdullah, then maybe you've got seventeen rushes for Chuba. I would love it. I, I want to see what he has. I know he's had some issues. He's, first of all, walking, standing upright. He does seem to fall uh-huh. a lot, um, <laughs> holding onto the ball and stuff. But we need to see what he has. Yeah. I mean, that's what he, I want to see a lot of Chuba the next two games. That's, yeah, that's I, the most what I want to see. 
He's shown glimpses. I want to see a lot of Tommy Trimble, you yeah. know, their player. I want to see a lot of Brady Christensen at the left tackle spot. I mean, this will be a good game yeah. for them. They have a good uh, pass rush there with Cameron Jordan mm-hmm. and Davenport if he plays. I would like to see yeah. him go up against those guys and either hold his own or us know what what we have in him. Yeah, agreed. Um, how do you feel... Do you think it was the right move to to bench Cam and start Sam? I think it's the smartest move for Matt Rule. I also think it's a smart rule move for this franchise going forward. Mm-hmm. Because I I saw Cam. Cam that was not a starting caliber NFL quarterback out there anymore, in my opinion. Yeah. He just doesn't have the arm strength. He doesn't have the zip that he used to have on the ball. It pains me to watch it, but he just doesn't. That being said, I, I think you have to see what Sam Darnold has, even though before he got injured, we were calling for P.J. Walker to start because he was playing that atrocious. Mm-hmm. I think that injury may have happened at a perfect time. And I'll say that with a little bit of skepticism that, they may have been wanted to bench him on purpose. This is a clear way to do it. You get if you get him mind straight again, which I, 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 hey, I mean, he we was said a bad, it at the time. Yeah, he was a bad co- quarterback at college, bad quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be able to keep his head straight. Like he just he gets in his own head, and you could tell by the passes he throws. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we said it at the time when he got injured that I I certainly didn't feel like the injury was enough to go on IR, was enough to, to basically be sat. Because he played. Mm-hmm. He played the week after he got the injury. Yep. Um, now, certainly didn't think at the time that it was realistic that Cam would be coming back. You know, we no. were thinking... Honestly, we were thinking exactly what happened before Cam came back is they would sign someone like Matt Barkley off mm-hmm. the street as backup for PJ Walker. Um, they did that, and then they went and they also signed Cam. So, how do we feel about the, the Cam experiment? I mean, success or failure? A... For the franchise. A... Let's start for a... the franchise. A franchise, it was still a failure. I mean, you wanted to win, we still had a chance to make playoffs. He was the, in our opinion, he was the best available quarterback mm-hmm. that's walking around. I still believe that was true, <laughs> and it just he just didn't have enough to pull this team up, and I I think with a better supported cast, a better coaching staff, he could have yeah. done more. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I, tough to a, tough ask for him to come in cold. Mm-hmm. Not knowing the playbook, not knowing the players mostly, uh, to come in and, and even play as well as he did at times. Get uh, thrown under the bus, left yeah. every yeah. time. So. That, which is something that neither one of us like about what Matt Rule does. Uh, and I, I've seen some other people push back a little bit on that uh, from what we said about not liking how Matt Rule treats some of his players in the in the post game press conferences where he calls them out, and I think there's a difference between holding someone accountable. Oh yeah, 
and throwing someone under the bus. And I think Matt Rule does a lot more of throwing under the bus than he does holding accountable. Agreed. I have no problem saying, hey, I got to look at the tape and not even, not even get back to you, to the media. But when they go into the film room, they pull people aside, you know, be like, especially in position groups, hey, look at this. What the heck? What the heck are you doing, man? I mean, yeah. you, you completely blew your coverage. Think. Or, Cam, why did you throw that? You had the up-the-middle run. That was a horrible, re- yeah. you know. In private, you could talk to them like that, and that's and you they're going to understand. You should. They're going to yeah, understand. That's, that's, that's called being a coach. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't say, Cam screwed up to the media, like, right after. <laughs> and then two days later say, oh, no, he didn't screw up. Uh, I watched the tape and he read it right. No, exactly. you don't just yeah. go. Just you yeah. just don't throw haymakers towards players like that. Yeah, especially a guy that that you you're bringing in, you know, mm-hmm. halfway through the season that you're asking this much of that is obviously out there putting his body on the line and. And you've you've talked about his work ethic and how hard he's and he's in the he's always in the facility and he's you know being a great leader and then you're still gonna throw him under the bus for one or two plays that sure were you know pretty noticeable plays but no that I, take some responsibility yourself yeah. and Matt Rule he will do that from time to time but it almost feels like he's doing it as an afterthought. Or he's doing it, you know, after he calls out the rest of his team, you know, then he'll be like, but, but you know, that's also on us as coaches. I mean, he needs well, yeah, to take of some, course it is. <laughs> take some responsibility for putting this team together with no offensive line. Mm-hmm. With knowing going into the offseason that it was a bad offensive line, and you really, you picked those guys, or I feel like he picked them. I don't think he, Fitterer just signed him willy-nilly. Jerry, they, they made, they made, uh, their priority to sign two major offensive line talents the first day of free agency. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why <laughs> I'm saying. Very versatile like, guys that can play multiple positions. That's why I just, Matt Rule, I feel <laughs> like he, he had to have a big statement on those guys. And obviously, as their PFF grades and pass blocking per, win percentages are in the bottom of starters in the league, it, they weren't good. They weren't good yeah. moves. And not only that, but other the, the other teams that those guys came from Laughed uh, at us. We're very happy <laughs> to see them go. Laughed at us. Sort of like how we felt about Mike Rimmers, right? Yes. And we and we you know, haha, Mike Rimmers, good luck. And, and he's sucked as well for the for the Chiefs. But uh well, they man. moved him to guard and he, he did decently at guard, but Yeah, yeah but anytime he's had to play tackle, he is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And noticeably bad. But anyway, um, I don't know how we got on that conversation either. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) suffice to say, uh, yeah, I I mean, I'm not going to be rooting against the Panthers in this game. But I think I'd feel worse if they won than I would if they lost. I did too. Because right now we're we're sitting at, I think, draft pick number six. Six, I believe. And I think that's pretty much where we're going to be drafting. I think we could move up to fifth. If Seattle. Uh, Yeah, I think there's the Giants are in there. The Giants have beaten us. Yeah, the Giants could. 
we could yeah, jump ahead of Giants more, and Seattle if they both yeah. win. That's what we need. We need Seattle and the Giants to win. Yeah, so I mean, it's you know, it's possible that we can move up to fifth. Um, I think that's as far as we can go. But uh, yeah, this is the type of game that the Panthers win, though. Year in and year out, this is the game they win. That stupid game against the Saints. <laughs> it's always against the Saints, doesn't it? It's always against the Saints. <laughs> and, and and a lot of times, I feel like it's Sean Payton. Just doing it completely on purpose. But, uh, but this time they they have something to play for. This time the Saints if they, do. If they win out, they have a real shot at yeah making the playoffs. So I I do expect them to play like there's playoff chances. So yeah, they're tenth right now, uh, but they're only one game out of sixth and seventh. Yeah. Um, so it's you know all it takes is. Philadelphia's or uh, or San Francisco to falter a little bit, and the the yeah Saints have just as good a chance as Atlanta and Minnesota. Yeah, and they play Atlanta. So, so in yeah. last week, so yeah. if they beat us, they go to Atlanta, beat them. I mean, they are sitting in a decent shot at getting in. Yeah, that would put them ninety eight nine and eight. I do think one nine and eight team will make the playoffs in the NFC. Uh, it just depends on who it is, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh, this. But yeah, you know, like we said, this is the type of game the Panthers typically win when all of the fan base has basically resigned ourselves to okay, we're gonna end up with a good draft pick at least, and then we end up picking eighth or ninth, and it happens every single time. So uh, I will probably pick the Panthers to win this game. <laughs> And uh, I'll be okay if they lose this game. So, any other thoughts, Jerry, just about the game in general or any certain matchup you're looking forward to seeing? I kind of want to see these backup defensive players kind of step up. Uh, one in particular, Itor Gross Matos. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say his name again later on in bold predictions. I mm-hmm. he's he's really coming on strong lately, and I want to see him continue on that, especially. With he being the pass rusher, the main pass rusher now. I mean, I want to see him go out there and, you know, hopefully make some noise. Yeah. Um, Frankie Louvu too. I'd like to see him get some more action. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention Frankie. Um you and I big fans of Frankie Louvu. So I will be yeah, I I will be excited to see uh if he does get the start, especially, uh how he handles that. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to watch him. I think he's a good player. Um, all right. Let's do... Uh, I don't think we have a beer bet here. So you want to go on to bold predictions. Uh, and it sounds like you were teasing one. What? Well, beer bet, real quick. Do you have any thoughts on Taysom Hill throwing the ball? <sighs> no. Okay. I was going to do... I mean, like I don't some... have any... I don't feel strongly that he's going to do well. I was gonna set the over of like 125 <laughs> yards over under. No, I think that's. I, I would have no strong feeling either way on that. Okay. Honestly. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't like Taysom Hill. I would probably take the under on that if I was gonna take. If If you feel strong about the over. No. Even okay. with C.J. Henderson <laughs> and Sean Melvin probably starting. 
I just don't think they're going to have to throw the ball. You know, that's one thing. is the, the Panthers have the second overall pass defense in the league. A lot of that is situational, that teams are not having to throw in the fourth quarter no, the second, against the Panthers at all. The second half of the season, teams realize yeah. they could just run down their throats and yeah. keep doing it. I mean, if we were winning, it would be one thing, but we're not putting up enough points ourselves to make anybody throw. No. So I think that's a that's... That is an aberration, unfortunately, that second-ranked pass defense. Not that I don't think they, they have some good players back there in the secondary. They do. But I think if teams were having to play, I mean, it might be a fringe top-10 pass defense, but it wouldn't be second. Yeah. All right, so, so. bold predictions. My bold predictions, Etor Grossmontos continues his terror, gets three sacks and two tackles for losses included. Nice. So. That is, that's a good prediction. Um, I'm gonna go with, with Chuba. I just I think if if you're gonna give Chuba 20 carries, it's gonna be in this game. Uh, it this should is, be. Uh, yeah, I mean it's gonna be a low scoring game. It, it's a game that you should be able to run the ball uh, a lot, if not for a lot of yards. You should be able to run the ball a lot, a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. So I think Chuba will end up with 20 carries. Uh, I think he will score one touchdown. Um, and I'll, I'll say that he'll have over 100 yards. Um, I don't feel strongly about that. But you know what? I'm going to say like 20 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. Something like that. Just a workmanlike performance. Um, all right. Game predictions. So like I said earlier, I, you know, this is the type of game I think the Panthers historically win. Uh, it certainly is the type of game I can see myself being upset that they won. Uh, come Saturday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon. So I'm going to pick that the Panthers do win this game in a very low-scoring game, 14-13. to uh, Chuba Hubbard runs in a last-second touchdown to win. I am going Saints 23-9. to And I might be giving Sam Darnold too much credit getting the th- nine points on this team, but I'm hoping, like you said, that they run the ball. They run the ball. Yeah. They run the ball. That's what they should do, honestly. You know, give run the ball and give the play action game a chance to work. Mm-hmm. You know, give Sam, give th- those pass rushers have to have some tiny thought in the back of their head that this could be a run and they've been successful running the ball today. Otherwise, yeah, the, Sam's just going to get killed back there again, and there's nothing. So and the Saints I will have a feel, good run defense. I mean, they do have yeah, a good run defense. It is, yeah, sure. But you uh, still but have, have to a do terrible it. pass offense. <laughs> we, you have <laughs> to try to establish the run. You have to. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna feel thirty seconds of pure elation when the Panthers win this game on this last second Chuba <laughs> rushing touchdown, and then I'm gonna feel really sad <laughs> and really upset about it. So, yep. for the culture, though, whatever. For the culture. All right. Other NFC South games here. Uh, Atlanta is visiting Carolina North. Yeah. Are Carolina better now, I guess? Yeah. The <laughs> Carolina we wish we were. Yeah. <laughs> At Buffalo. Yeah, sorry, Atlanta. You're you're going to take yeah. a beating. Taking Buffalo in that one. <laughs> yeah. And then we have another barn burner, Tampa Bay Bucks at New York Jets. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jets. <laughs> <laughs> so both the NFC South teams are traveling to New York. I have a feeling 
Both are going to be beatdowns. One by the New York team and one by the Tampa Bay team. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I always forget that Buffalo's in New York for some reason. I don't. I never think of them as a New York team. You know, I just don't. I, you know, I think of the Giants and the Jets. I don't think of Buffalo as a New York team. They are obviously. I mean, do you think they're just like you know, at the fits, North Pole but... because it's just so cold? Or I don't know. Like I know they played half their games in Toronto a few years back, and I t- they just feel like a team from that direction, but not necessarily a state. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, Buffalo. I know is in New York. But just I'm call not, it Buffalo Island. And like, yeah, <laughs> set up a moat around it. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts before we sign off here? Uh, no. I'm I'm anxious, yeah. honestly, to get to the off season and kind of know where we're sitting at, know what's going on in the future, and then that way I can kind of sink my teeth into more draft prep and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's sad that I'm already looking forward to draft prep, but yeah, it is I mean, what it we, is. I've had yeah, we've had some people ask our thoughts on certain. Uh, certain players and, you know, even asking for a mock draft here and there. So, I mean, we'll kind of dive into that when the season's over. But, uh, yeah, we're both looking at it. Yeah. I, I, I watched mean, Sam Howell today and I head. wasn't impressed. <laughs> so, Sam Howell today for North Carolina quarterback. I, I Sam did Howell. Not, he, he I have not been impressed good. with Sam Howell. Yeah. Kenny Pickett looks think, a lot better in the few games I watched. I haven't really watched that much yet, but. Yeah, and he's unfortunately not playing in his bowl game tonight. He's opted out of that game. Yeah, so I was kind of looking forward to seeing him, but that's all right. Um, I I haven't watched a ton of college this year. Yeah, just because I mean it's hard enough to carve out four hours on a Sunday with two kids five and under. Um, So I'm definitely not doing it for teams I really don't care about on Saturday (laughs) as much as I'd like to watch college football. Just don't have the time. But but we'll do some research and we'll. I don't know if we'll do the same thing we did last year where we... I think we are. I like that idea. Do the draft profiles. 10 or, 10 or 12 draft profiles, yeah. Maybe a little bit more this year since we both feel that they could be dropping back, but... And we struck out on all 12 of the ones we did last year. Yep. Look, hey, J.C. Horn both... moved up the... He, he moved up the draft board very late. Yeah. Micah Parsons was uh, was the player I was the most impressed with, and he's... Me too, like yeah. He's, Gonna be the oh, man, defensive MVP, yeah. The yeah, defensive rookie of the year, yeah. yeah. I I really wanted him. Uh, gosh, him or Slater would have been I the wanted, home run pick at, at that at that spot. I wanted Fields. I still think Fields with a good coach, which I mean that's saying something. Yeah. The way I have my background right now, but with a good coach, a good, I think <clears> he <throat> can be a really good player, really special player. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, Fields, I, I think probably if I go back and redraft that, mm-hmm. then I think I take Fields. Uh, but honestly, if if it was Parsons or Slater, I think we're ha- just as happy, if not happier. Yeah, JC you know, Horn was year. looking really good too. It's just it was. It just wasn't. It wasn't a position of drastic need. You yeah. know, like left left tackle was. It's almost a fireable offense not to take Slater there. It almost is. Well, you got to think two quarterback. I, I guess Sam yeah, but, Darnold. But they believed in Sam him. at that time, you know. And I wasn't big on Slater either. But no, well, obviously, 
Yeah, he he was second. Uh, you know, obviously the second one, Penesul oh, was the like, one we wanted. Looking but. back, yeah, Rashawn Slater should have been the pick. Not even yeah. that much of a question. That's what I'm saying. If we that's what I'm saying. If we went back today, knowing what we know now, I still think Fields is the pick, but I'm happy with the other two. Uh, thrilled no. with the other two as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine Michael Parsons if, on this defense, like loaded up? If, yeah. If everyone redrafted, Micah Parsons is probably the number one pick in the draft. No, Trevor if you t- if you take the quarterback, still get. But yeah, I guess. Well, I think. Yeah, maybe he. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence they, goes can, one, but I think Parsons goes two. To the Jets? Maybe. It's the Jets. Damn it. You know what? <laughs> Take quarterbacks out of the equation. Michael Parsons is the number one non-quarterback taken. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that, though. I, and Jamar Chase, I mean. Jamar wow. Chase is probably the second one, and then maybe Slater goes ahead of Sewell. I yep. mean, it's, you know, I think that's, uh, that's a the lot Lions of best in Sewell up, though. Throwing him at right tackle yeah. since he's always been a left tackle and has been a stud there. What are you they doing, They did not Lions? set him up for success. Yeah. What, what are you doing, man? It's like yeah. drafting a left tackle the third round and forcing him to play right tackle, right guard, left guard, center, you know, cornerback, you know, tight end, whatever other position they yeah. have him practicing at. Instead yeah. of at least letting him play at left tackle. Sorry. Going on rant. No, no. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, we should Maybe we should think about doing like a, a redraft or something or – I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. I want to take a look back at this draft class. Who would we take over J.C. Horn in the first Yeah, hit? I think that's going to be part of it. Um, but, yeah, I want to kind of just look back at the draft class and what did we hit on, what did we miss on, what are we still out oh, on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good idea. In the offseason. Off-season. Yeah. Uh, we want to go ahead and thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Shout out to, to Club 37. You guys are awesome. Um, we'll be back on Sunday afternoon to recap this game. And until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. Clubs.